What's up, everybody? It's Matt hanging out, bringing you another crazy little episode of this uh, little podcast coming at you. This one may be a little bit crazier than any of them so far. Speaking of crazy, man, it has uh, continued to be a crazy year. When you really think about it, it's kind of a crazy life. Uh, I posted something on social media the other day on on Instagram, and it just had the words roll call. And uh, I had a couple of people make fun of it and was like, that's the craziest, silliest, dumbest thing ever. But the whole purpose was to see how many of my followers are from outside of like my little comfort zone in the world. And it was so crazy, humbling, um, amazing to see, man, there's, there's people that commented on there from Russia and Australia and Canada and Mexico and, and, and all over the U S and it's just, it's humbling to think that, that those people care about what, I'm doing day to day. So um, if you saw that, thank you guys so much for, for commenting. I truly, I, it's, it was pretty, pretty cool for me to, to see where everybody's from because we don't get to interact a whole lot on social media. So I, I thought that was awesome. So thank you. If you didn't check it out, uh, cruise over there, Matt L West on Instagram and, and let me know where you're from. Um, it's pretty cool for me. So speaking of pretty cool, Chase Outlaw, maybe the coolest guy in Western sports right now, the number one bull rider in the world after last weekend's event in Kansas City. Chase Outlaw now is the front runner to win a PBR world title. If you guys follow professional bull riding, if you don't, you're missing out because you're missing, uh, in my opinion, the coolest sport in the world, the toughest athletes in the world, no question, and a crazy awesome start to 2019. So congratulations to Chase Outlaw. He is now in the driver's seat, but we all know it's a it's a tough sport, and uh, it's going to be a long race this year. I think it's going to come down to uh, Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas. Um, speaking of Las Vegas, excited to get back to Vegas, the World Finals, where we started this charity cornhole tournament, um, the Matt West Charity Cornhole Tournament for Western Sports Foundation. Now, here's an interesting little thing that you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to hear it before we actually announce it because we're going to announce it uh, the week of, but we're going to do a charity cornhole tournament in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So if you're anywhere near the Sioux Falls area or if you're listening to this, shoot me a DM if there's any way you want to contribute. Here's the deal. Everybody in South Dakota, Nebraska, you know, up there, they've been hit hard with all this snow and and, and all these winter, quote-unquote, storms. Uh, so many ranchers, farmers, they've lost their livelihood. You know, the, the cool thing about the PBR is – you know, they help to get planes and helicopters and boots on the ground up there to help these guys and gals try to search for uh, missing animals. You know, so many cows and horses and everything that were just caught in this storm. And so they, they've saved hundreds, but that's not enough. You know, there's there's so many people that use ranching as a way of life and they've just had their entire livelihood taken away from them. Well, you know what? I grew up and I still to this day live in rural Oklahoma. I still depend on the American farmers and ranchers to survive and to live my life. And that's not just in the buck and bull industry. I'm talking about the, the, the food that I put on my, on my table and in my body. It comes from ranchers and farmers. And so when we get to Sioux Falls, South Dakota for the PBR event, 
We're going to do a charity cornhole tournament, and every single penny, I mean 100% of every penny brought in for that tournament is going to go to help those those men and women up there that have been affected by those just uh, disastrous storms. So if you're around or, or if you want to just uh, shoot me a DM or an email or, or whatever, find a way to help out. We're going to be trying every way possible to help out. Um, as much as we can. I, I mentioned Kansas City last weekend. I, I missed Kansas City, um, unfortunately. But the good news is I got to go to one of my favorite events, an event called Road to the Horse that was actually broadcast on Ride Pass this year. So if you haven't downloaded the Ride Pass app, I'm there every single week. So download the Ride Pass app. Check it out. Um, at least take the free trial and see what you think. Speaking of Ride Pass, roommate Dave, did you watch Road to the Horse on Ride Pass? Yeah. Yeah, how about Nick Dowers, man? Nick Dowers and Vicky Wilson. Congratulations to Nick Dowers, one of the uh, one of the great horsemen in the world. Picked up a hundred thousand dollars in the World Championships of Cold Starting. Road to the Horse, pretty uh, pretty awesome event. Glad I got to hang out there with my buddy Brad Narducci all week. Speaking of Brad Narducci, he's actually going to be somewhat of a co-host on this week's episode of the podcast. And I say somewhat of a co-host because. Let's be honest. I was in Lexington, Kentucky, and if you know anything about horsemanship or, or if you've heard of Double Dan Horsemanship and you know Dan James, he's my guest this weekend on, or this week on the podcast, and Dan is one of the funnest guys in the world. Um, he and his wife opened up their home once again to Brad and I to uh, to go out to their ranch. They're, they have such an amazing place there, and they were celebrating Isabella, their little beautiful daughter's two-year-old birthday, so I wasn't going to miss a chance to go by and see Isabella and the family and uh, get Dan on the podcast, something we had done prior to the beginning of this podcast and before it actually got out into the world. Me and Dan and Brad actually sat there and... and uh, in one of the barns and recorded a podcast before the infamous thievery that took place in Las Vegas where I lost a bunch of episodes, all my equipment and all that stuff. So it was good to get back out there. Now, I warn you, if you can get through the giggles, the grown man giggles of this podcast, there's some really, really entertaining stories. Um, But I think you're going to notice that it's just a couple of friends. I, I, I say a couple of friends. It's me. It's Brad Narducci. It's Dan James. It's Dan's wife, Elizabeth. We all just kind of sitting around, and, and I'll tell you this, I don't drink. Dan's bride is pregnant with their second child, so two of the people you're going to hear in this podcast may or may not have a, consumed some adult beverages, <clears throat> Brad and Dan. So um, there's going to be a lot of grown man giggles in this episode of the podcast, but you got to stick around till the end. And if you're not going to stick around to the end, fast forward to the end, because one of the great stories of all time is how Dan actually came to the U.S. for the very first time. Uh, it's it's worth, it's worth the wait. But um, yeah, like I said, some fun stories, some fun times, and I think you're going to see and hear uh, just some real friends hanging out, cutting up, and it's hard not to laugh when we're around each other. So if you can get through that, it's a, it's a really good podcast, I think. Next week, going to have a, another really good one. My buddy Vince Moreno is going to be on playing some live music and uh, talking a little bit about his road to uh, where he is today. But that being said, that's enough on the front end. Let's get into it. It's my conversation with uh, my buddy, 
Dan James from Double Dan Horsemanship, along with a few extra guests, Brad Narducci and Dan's lovely bride as well. So here it is, my conversation with Dan James. This is the paintings. Hey, we're we're recording. We're recording. Just so gonna say it, it may, the paintings now on the cave walls. When I look at Indian drawings, look so much different to me. Now you know what my people went through. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if you would have had to? Can you imagine if Brad would have had to communicate in hieroglyphics? How bad his life would be. <laughs> and all of them were Appaloosas. It's the just, Appaloosa with the big. I just dick. can't imagine like how the stories would have been passed on. Like how those stories would have been retold after generation after generation. It's easy if it, goes, it was just up to your drawings. It goes like this: We were riding across the plains chasing buffaloes. I was on the Appaloosa that was stolen. It started a fire because his <laughs> hang down kept dragging the grass. <laughs> exactly, and here I am. <laughs> and here he is, ladies and gentlemen. His his debut on my podcast, and it starts with a dick drawing. <laughs> Tell the story though, so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so we come to your house, and you guys have this amazing idea. Like when people show up to visit, I, I'm eventually gonna sell. We're gonna eventually sell reprints for this for at least a good solid dollar ninety nine. At least, at least of all these famous people that have come through and visit our farm, and, and we me had, and Brad, <laughs> and we've had them draw pictures of their interpretation of the horse. And what people draw as their interpretation of their horse is sometimes amazing and astounding all at the same time. And Brad, Brad is the first one that is really, how would you say it? Uh, taken embraced. On, embraced. Yeah, embraced. Yeah. The stallion. He's a stud horse, and that's what they are. It's a stolen Appaloosa from the Blackfeet tribe, and that's just who I am. But we have to talk about the little bit. We're trying to work out whether it is a brand or is it a... a, a like hair yeah he put something on his you know the only way that people are actually going to be able to understand this we're going to have to put it on social media i hate to say that but i'm gonna we're gonna have to put the picture on social media that scares me the thing that amazes me the most about brad's drawing is that he started out he then he you know like rubbed it out Wow, that's bad. This is starting off to be the worst <laughs> podcast in history. It's then, going to be the best. But then he he looked up a picture on on Google Images of a horse. He looked in, up a picture of Google of of a horse on Google Images and tried to. I thought he was going to actually put the paper over the top of his phone to do it and then trace it, but he didn't. But the the. the <laughs> The thing was is that... You were surprised at how accurate it was <laughs> compared to it Google. Looked, it, it looked like a dinosaur with a number two pencil sticking out of its belly. It was that, the most pretty accurate thing I've ever seen. It was all to scale. It was all to scale. And, it, and if you what? Get, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, the Richter, Richter scale, maybe. But Like, what is in that mind of yours? I was trying to make him like he was bending around a little shrub bush, you know, like a, a nice outdoor scene, but I didn't have time to. So anyways, <laughs> speaking of outdoor scene, we did this before. We did this at your place before. We yeah, recorded a there podcast. Was, there was back birds in the-, in the background. It was it was very. There was Australians was coming in for a barbecue. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, 100% right. Yeah, and that's one of the episodes I talk about every week that disappeared because somebody in Vegas thought they needed all my equipment more than I did. That was nice of them. I, I thought it was the stories that was on your equipment, but now it's just the equipment that 
well, kind of hurts our feelings a little bit. But why, why would they not? Why haven't we heard them? Why wouldn't they be out there? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the podcast that we recorded was pretty epic. Like, there were some really good stories. Yeah. Like the one that you, you tried to call me time and time again, and I didn't answer for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like the time when answers. Jennifer Lawrence was oh, you, looking You got to tell the story. So... <laughs> Your host here, Matt West, and I don't know if I under I don't know if I believe this or not. Your wife hasn't confirmed. My wife is sitting until here nodding, just now. nodding yeah. her head. Okay. So I tried and tried and tried to call Matt West here to say, "Hey, listen, uh, Jennifer Lawrence is shooting this new film," and she asked me while we were on set with her during what was it Vogue magazine about. Hey, do you know anybody that could fill in as like a rodeo announcer at this new film? I'm like, I have the guy. I have the voice. I have the guy. And she's like, oh, really? And of course, this guy across the table makes me look like a complete dick like what Brad drew. (laughs) When I said, yeah, I have the guy. And of course, then I look like a total douche when like the guy that I that I think's my friend won't text or call me back about this job that I have for him. And that that i mean that's what that was the that was what happened yeah in all fairness though i thought maybe you were calling me about something to do with plastic horses or something <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> I, I have no idea that's i have a, no idea different why. kentucky number because I, <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> because i'm i'm not normally that big of a douche when it comes to calling my friends back some would beg to differ, but I tried. I like would the, head big the, the people. Uh, like I can tell you this right now, and, and the people that I enjoy, I try to call back as soon as I can. So for the people that Which I don't I mean, call back, you, you know, you know what I feel good is that obviously it's not me; it's Jennifer Lawrence that he wasn't right. willing to right. talk. I don't, to. I don't care about. Look at me. Do you think I care about somebody that's in vogue? I don't even. Anyways, so yeah, let's let's be realistic for a minute. You're expecting number two. That's where you say yes. Like <laughs> yes, you acted, <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, you acted indecisive. <laughs> like maybe maybe this isn't a good idea right now. <laughs> We're like two months out. We should rethink this, honey. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> no, it's just that you caught me off guard with the you know the two <laughs> the months. Smooth transition. And I'm like yes, and I'm like. Holy shit! Two months out. Like, is that is that is that a, is that a real story? My wife hasn't been drinking for at least the past seven months, and and it like it, it rattles me. It's I, I, and I didn't do the math. I think it's probably a little more than four, two months. Yeah, four, it? But, yeah, but, but, what, but whatever. <laughs> Who's counting? Tricked him, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It worked. He's, yeah. he's yeah. like, oh. I'm not a mathematical genius. That's for sure. <laughs> but your your first one just celebrated a birthday. Yeah, two. Two. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Like last time that you guys would have seen her uh, during Road to the Horse, she wasn't even walking, and now she's like doing Baby Dinosaur. It was it was crazy. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Do 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 do. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> I love that song. We're we're four grown adults. No Baby Shark. 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 It, it's crazy because like we get to the door and I'm trying to be quiet and she's like running. Yeah. They're not supposed to be like that. It, She's like supposed to be two I'm weeks old. Stu- yeah, I'm still trying to catch up. Think about this: you're gonna have a two year old and a newborn in your house at the same time. You're gonna be so drunk, <laughs> and my wife is gonna be so tired. You're gonna be so divorced. 
or you're sleeping in the trailer. Good thing no, that's why you I, bought the new trailer. No, I I am I'm so lucky because my wife like totally 100% takes uh like just steps up to the plate because like to date I am counting and I'm definitely at dirty diaper number 11 in 2 years. She says six. You got me no, by seven. That's, yeah. <laughs> she says six. You can't count. She's inaccurate, which I don't blame you for. I'm at number 11. Trust me. That's something I would remember. <laughs> you just count them. And 10 I, of them were his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but think of how many times she's changed him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but she's sober now, so that's obviously a game changer. Yeah, so I, I did lovingly tell her last night that if she continued to not drink after the pregnancy that I would leave her. What is wrong with you? I know that sounds harsh like when you hear it like that from the first hand, but oh, man, how do I say it? Like you're so much fun when I you think, drink. I, well that <laughs> that and and obviously I think I understand because if she's drunk it's really pretty much the only time she likes you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. This would be the part where you chipped in. But I don't think she cares to chip in right now. She's just giggling. It, it, it's funny because I don't think you can say that to her because, like, you're my friend and all, but she's so far out of your league, it's ridiculous. Oh, I, I know that. I knew that going into it. I mean, who, who wants to go in? That's why you I know, try to lock her down. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go into this like batting with like the same average? Yeah, you're not trying to bunt and run one out. Yeah, you're trying to hit a home run. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, it worked. It worked. And now, baby Matthew's on his way. He'll be here any time. <laughs> We're not naming after his dad. Why? Why would you not name your dad? <laughs> Why would you not name your kid Matthew? I just don't understand. It's God's gift, what, man. What, yeah. Matthew? On. We've been, we've, Brad. Okay. Both you and I have been addressed on this several times tonight about how that Matthew is yeah. God's gifts. Yeah. Matthew means gift of God. Gift Look of it up. God. Google it right now, people. Matthew means gift of God. And I think that's a spectacular name, just not the one I was kind of going for. Your first child, okay, it was an accident, but this second one's a gift of God. Let's be honest. That, that part is Matthew. true. That part is true. How, I'm, I'm however, public. What? I was going with, you know, like one of the greatest guys in the entire Bible was King David, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So how do you go better than David? You name it after his father. Jesse. I, I was just getting ready to say. Boom. You have two options. You have two options. It's either Matthew <laughs> or Jesse. And I'm looking at your wife right now because she has two options to pick from. It's either Matthew, gift of God, or Jesse. James, the outlaw. <laughs> or Jesse. maybe like later when Isabella has children, then he'll be Uncle Jesse. From Full House. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Which is even better. That Soul. just came to me. Soul. Bam. Sealed the deal. It's Jesse. We're sending Jesse James. Think about it. I said this earlier. You need to stop being selfish, and you need to start thinking about your child's future. Because, well, I mean, but look. Look how it's worked for your husband. Double Dan horsemanship. It just, it rolls off the tongue, so the child is obviously going to be into horsemanship. It's got to be Jesse James horsemanship, and I already own the website. I already own the Instagram. <laughs> I've, I've registered got, the, the name. Yeah, it got created tonight. Yeah. Double J. 
yeah. Double J horsemanship. Double J horsemanship. We've got the logo already with two pistols. Let, let's be honest. So we're not leaving it up to either of you guys to draw it. <laughs> yeah. We've seen Mine's your capa- not bad. Mine we've seen your capabilities. You do not have it. to do baby pictures. I will come and I will volunteer draw your child. <laughs> And it will be totally accurate down to every inch of that baby, okay? He's going to take the homeless lady's place. <laughs> tell, tell him about the homeless lady. Well, Elizabeth, you could probably relate Please to this. Do. Down, downtown Lexington, there is a lady that on most random nights that you're downtown drinking around Irish bars in particular, a Pacific lady turns up. And she draws, she says that she's going to draw your portrait. But the portraits look like the person prior to who that she just drew always. And she charges a significant amount of money. So they all look the same? They Everyone looks the same. And they're not anything remotely like anybody that I've ever, ever seen. W- would you not say that's accurate? Well, true. That's pretty accurate, yeah. Like characters from the Goonies. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Holy crap, I look rough tonight. <laughs> yeah. I've had a two. How many minutes. drunk girls have cried when they left that lady? Like, oh my god, I look so bad. You bitch, you let me come out looking like this. <laughs> I look like Harold Potter. Huh? No, nothing. Anyway, so let's get back to it. I love it when he tries to be funny because he's not ever. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's kind of true. It's kind of true. Is that is that true? Like, promise me right now, Pinky promised me. I'm not talking to you, Dan. I'm talking to the missus. Pinky promised me that the Jennifer Lawrence thing is true. That is true, actually. I'm the stupidest human and on the planet. And actually, to back that up even one more step, we actually wanted, I wanted Matt to read a poem for me for a video I was making. You did. You did. <laughs> and And... And I kept saying to Dan, have you heard from Matt? Has he gotten back to you? Can you contact him again? Can you send him the poem? Oh, man. And there was nothing cricket, crickets. So. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, it's so true. It is true. It and is I true. Said, do My stuff Matt's got stolen. Mad at you? Like, do you think That's Matt's mad was. at me? Because he wouldn't name your daughter Matthew. <laughs> I tried to get him to name Isabella Matthew, but he wouldn't do it. It was It pissed me off. <laughs> Clearly. So we, yeah. you've got a chance for redemption. <laughs> Which, and it's going to be born on my birthday. It's it got to be Matthew. Will. It probably will. July 2nd's the the. Yeah, so you've date. done it to both of us. You shouldn't have put me on the mic. You can't wow. say that. <laughs> this is terrible. I, like, I... How's this working this out for you? Really, like, I was so excited. Like, I was really up right prior to this uh, podcast. But I was so excited. I was like, man, you know, these are two of my favorite. I told Brad on the way out here, like, legit, two of my favorite people. And all we've done is talk shit on me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's come full circle. You made me look like the jackass now. I guess maybe I did. But we're, look how sweet little baby girl, two-year-old. Isabella Matthew James is she's she's adorable, she's adorable. You how'd you get into horsemanship? I know we're gonna go. It's gonna be a roller coaster. We're yeah. gonna laugh and then we're gonna catch our breath with like serious stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess way back at home in Australia, a land that you can't drive to from Kentucky, just to clear <laughs> that up because I've been asked several times. How long did? What was the drive like? Shut up. That 
I couldn't make that up if I tried. Whoa. Yep. Get a map, people. Uh, the blue part. There's no bridges. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> yep. Is there I've been a on tunnel? a plane there, for 14 hours. Is there an underground tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese, that you don't know what kind of like super fast, you know, train they have come up with. It, it's it's it, possible. Anything. Anything's yeah. possible. Uh, so, short story, uh, yep. Grew up with horses back home. Mum and dad managed uh, small cattle properties. Never com- were competitive a day in their life in terms of uh, you know horses, but they were a day. They were you know a working source, and just kind of fell into growing up into wanting to be a movie horse trainer. But of course, there's no you look that up on like, hey, I want to be a movie horse trainer on Google, and literally nothing pops up. I, I I can't imagine, but if you get into it, I can't see that there would be. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, is there a lot of people that try to do that? I guess there's probably a lot of people that want to try to do it. There's very few that end up in the niche. Like even if you look over the last probably you know thirty to fifty years, the number of people that would be considered that have had roles in training horses for feature films are, are very very small niche group of people that are very talented and very, very tight with their secrets about how they would go about doing that. And I happen to be lucky enough to work for one of the premier uh, movie horse trainers, um, I guess, of the last decade, uh, a guy by the name of Heath Harris uh, back home in Australia that that trained uh, horses for for many different feature films over the years. And, And that's where a lot of our initial you know, work slash mentor uh, came from. So, and you've had horses that were featured in magazines. Like, I mean, you've done some really, really cool stuff. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we've been, you know, it's we've been really lucky. It's kind of, I guess, one of those deals you, deals you stumble across. Uh, we were fortunate enough to train horses for a, uh, a TV series out of Canada called Heartland. Uh, we were the subcontractor. Nikki Flunder was a good lady or girl that owned it, owned those horses, and she does a remarkable job of working those horses on set. Um, in recent times, um, there was a uh, there was a magazine shoot that we did down here in Kentucky, um, and I said for I asked my wife and I said to her, I said, hey. Um, have you heard of this company called, you know, it's, I think it starts with V or something, and she's like... Good uh, housekeeping. I, and it starts with a V. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said G. No, Sorry. V. And Next I'm time like, you have a thought, just, just <laughs> keep it in. And she said, yeah, she said, like, you mean like Versace? And I'm like, yeah, I said, I think that's I think that's them. And I said, there's this, there's this kind of tiny lady there with blonde hair. And uh, what did you say, Donatella? And it's the first time I've done Turtles. <laughs> that's what I, what? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought it was Leonardo and Raphael there too. Kidding me, Michelangelo's See, okay, over there. So right. now I have now I have people that speak my language. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> no, good eye. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. <laughs> when I the shrimp on a the barbecue, they don't like that. They don't like that. Yeah, they hey, don't like do, that. Do you guys drink Fosters? No, we export that shit. You, no, That's I've, not. I've been to Australia, and it's like I've. I don't think I've ever even seen Fox. No, there. it doesn't exist. Okay, so anyways, back to the story. Yeah, Sorry back to Don and Teller and the Ninja Turtles. Uh, so <laughs> Leonardo's the best. <laughs> 
I didn't know who she was, and apparently she's got some something to do with fashion. And uh, my wife, it's the first time in my life that I've seen her speechless. I tried to introduce her to her, and my wife couldn't speak. And that that's never ever really? ever happened. Before. Was that big of a deal? I mean, I gotta, I like, I think, I I really think like if I would have an opportunity to meet Michelangelo, I would probably be speechless too. But I don't know. I if you love fashion, you definitely know who they are. Have so. you seen my Instagram? You damn right, I love fashion. <laughs> and then then you should meet her. You should. I, you might do a better job of talking. <clears throat> I was I was pretty just meeting her. I, I I mean, what is she like a miracle worker? <laughs> she's so well known and has such a cool story. Yeah, and she's just yeah, kind of. I know I know everybody thinks that like I'm like this fashion icon, but I, I don't do know they? a lot. Of, yeah, they they really do. <laughs> There's actually a Ford commercial out right now that has me as a fashion icon. I kid you not. Um, but I uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, <laughs> It's what? true story. I'm, I'm going to need to see that with the drawing. If you go to Both any, if you go to, to any PBR right now, they they run a Ford commercial on the big screen, and it's a Ford sweepstakes winner where he wins a truck and everything. And I'm in the video, and they introduce me as like the PBR's fashion icon, and I have on this ridiculous shirt that had been on the on the rack at a, at a boot barn. It had been on the rack since they got it. Nobody had ever even touched it. I put it on and wore it all day during this commercial shoot, and they sold like six of them in in, in like an hour just because I, I was wearing it, and it was so ridiculous. I just want you to know that that's going to be up on the Double Dan page. I'm going to find that wait. commercial. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to it, it down. It's, it's amazing. Ford, okay. It, it really is. I will find it. I, I'll, I'll get a link sure? and I'll send it. Thank oh, you. are you kidding me? <laughs> of course. I mean, people oh, know. Like, kind of like you'll call us back. Oh. <laughs> so anyways, Dan, take that mic back. <laughs> <laughs> and so so okay so there's that so when it comes to fashion these are a few things that i learned one is that the photographers get repaid a ridiculous amount of money now i've got to say bruce weber i would call him a you know a, a great friend and i don't remember all the shoots that he's done but there were some pretty famous ones, uh, such as Elizabeth Helmer. Calvin Hilmer. Klein one with, um, what's the famous Calvin Klein one with Woody Marky Mark, or was it? In Cowboy Way. Wait, Calvin Klein. The Calvin Klein commercial or photo shoot from way back when. I, I, well, I don't know why you're looking at anybody <laughs> at this table right now. I don't either. Actually, that's a good <laughs> that's you. a good point. No one knows that's going to listen to this, but yeah, it's he's done Nobody's some listening to this anyways. <laughs> it's fine. Um he, I don't know other than that one. That's the one that I knew from. But he is world So he's done he's done some really really cool. He's done stuff. some really good stuff. The thing was is that okay, we're going into this Versace, you know, like high-end fashion deal and I'm like I'm like, okay, well, you know, how how tough can our job be? We've got to supply the horses to do some stuff. There's going to be, obviously, there's going to be a lot of, like, really good-looking models. People like me there. I was thinking women like you. Oh, curvy. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But there was way, way more guys and way more skin on guys than I, than I kind of ever thought that I'd want, want to see. Like, let me let me paint the picture. So Mark Lyons and Miranda Lyons, good friends of ours, they happened good to be people. here during that shoot. And so Mark... 
is away on this one particular day getting some truck tyres fixed, and they asked to borrow his hat. Well, let's just say that the places that Mark's hat was placed, we didn't tell Mark about where the hat was placed. We just waited until after it had been placed and then showed him the photos of where it had been placed. And it's it's not exactly something you'd want to put back on your head. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> it's like something Brad would draw. Yes. It's somebody's guest book. A hundred... Uh, Hundred percent. Oh, and you didn't tell him. You just took it. And yeah, we let we let him the hat be taken, and then the uh, hat be reworn, and then we told the story. Oh, that's so <laughs> terrible. You're a worse friend than I am. <laughs> You're just as bad. I mean, I, I there's there's no words for what happened to that hat. I just I, like I I can't I can't put it into perspective. <laughs> How is it? Then no matter where I try to I tried to talk about horsemanship, your kids and everything keeps going back to the male genitalia in this in this I, podcast. I'm I'm sorry with the people that I'm surrounded. I don't know what to I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> my mom my sweet mother is gonna listen to this podcast and be like, What the hell are you guys talking about? Like this is what you do for fun. <laughs> what I can say is is that in the sunglass commercial part of it is that if you there was a certain period of time that I had people from all around the world, from the UK, uh, from Australia, um, obviously here in the US, all across uh, Europe that sent us photographs of Swampy, who was, of course was a 4-6's rode of the horse um, from 2012. And Swampy appeared in, in uh, all of those commercials, along with uh, many of our other horses during that. And of course then went on to Vogue magazine with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Which I wasn't a part of. Yes, you were later invited to be a part of that. But I got to tell you the first part about the Jennifer Lawrence thing that she kind of pissed me off, and it, you know it kind of like it, it almost set it, it set a like a I guess a little bit of a what, what would be the word like a stage a tone for the whole shoot. So I'm sitting on a horse. Initially, when Jennifer walks out into the into the field, that we paid personally a lot of money for. That is a, that has competed at the World Equestrian Games, uh, recognised a lot around the world. This is this is a pretty spectacular quarter horse, reigning horse, blah 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 blah. And Jennifer walks up to me and she says, "Hey, you know, blah blah blah, Jennifer Lawrence, I love your halflinger." And I'm like, the last person that said that to me, I nearly beat to death with a stick. Oh. And that was how that Jennifer and I's relationship started. How dare she? <coughs> hey, at least she didn't say, hey, I've seen a horse like that before. My, <laughs> this guy I know, Brad, threw a picture of him one time. That's that's I mean, more than a half-linger, if you know what I mean. <laughs> we call him a full-linger. <laughs> Jeez, little uh, so she almost ruined it. She almost ruined I mean, it right away. She she really ruined her herself for me personally right off the bat. Okay, but but did it get better? I mean, how was she? I mean, was she cool? Yeah, she she was. She was a lot. Hot. She was a lot of fun to work with. Like I think we probably would have if you know, I mean, I it's obviously not in the cards, but I think she probably would ask me to be her trophy husband. Well, and I that, think that, I had to make a damn good one. But I really hey, do. listen, and that could have been the case, except you never picked up the freaking so, yeah, phone. Yeah, my my yeah. question was the phone. You know the text messages or phone calls. Uh, is your baby awake? 
Was she? Was she? I mean, how was it? She was. She was. She was a lot of fun to work with. And uh, Swampy ended up making the in you know the photo with her on Vogue, and then of course on uh, what was that TV show thing? Was it who was that guy? Jimmy somebody. Jimmy Fallon. When she was on the Jimmy yeah. Fallon show, yeah, yeah, <laughs> who's that guy? Oh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy. Fa- what say what? Yeah, what just what? Yeah, the guy that's on TV, the yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon guy. Yeah, he interviewed her. Oh, he interviewed her about the photo of her with Swampy, so they featured it on there. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's so cool. But the. One of the other people that was really cool to actually work with that um, was uh, was another magazine called uh, L L Magazine, and that was with. Remember, there was a new Tomb Raider film that came out with um, Angelina Jolie. No, 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 the next one. Oh my bad, Alicia Jeez. Van Van Sickle. <laughs> he has <laughs> no idea. <laughs> he has no I'm just idea. trying to help out here. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. Know. She was in uh, also Jason Bourne films, been in a bunch of stuff. Okay. Super famous actress, if especially if you particularly can if pronounce all the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, she was a she was a heap of fun. We got to work with her down in Miami on a shoot down there again with Bruce. That they they invited us along and and we did some really cool shots with with her and uh, Swampy. Um, one of the funniest things, again, with Vegemite, the, the yellow stallion that we have. So Bruce has given me a, a really high rap to all of these people, you know, like in front of them. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of a big reputation to live up to. And I've got this yellow stud horse, super cool horse. And, of course, that son of a bitch, the first thing that he does, like the first shoot, first shot, uh, she's got these sandal deals on, and this some bitch steps right on her foot. Oh no! Like I mean, I'm not like just talking like for a second. Like steps onto her foot to like where it would make make most of us cry. Oh, and you no. could see the tears swelling up in her eye. I'm like, great. Yep, it's this over. Is, this yep. is awesome. Done. Done. It was a good ride. Hundred percent. And she she pulled it together, and she was a trooper, and she uh, she participated in the rest of the day, and we got some spectacular photos out of that that ended up in Elle magazine. What's the wildest thing you've had a horse do, like for something like that? Uh, I mean, we've had horses go up elevators in in hotels, and go through uh, casinos for an IBM computer conference. Um, those ones that we had for, you know, those photo shoots, like they, they asked a lot of the horses just because they didn't really know what they were asking for. A lot of the, the stuff that's hardest on those deals is horses that are happening to stand stationary on one of the shoots for, uh, the, uh, uh, Versace shoot with several horses standing around in, in different areas and they all had to stand still and, and then do different things. Uh, without moving and, and horses without motion is is actually a lot more difficult than horses in motion. Right. Weren't you on a uh, a TV show, America's Got Talent, or was it Australia's Got Talent? It was originally on Australia's Got Talent, and, and then it ended up circulating, you know, around uh, the UK and uh, US. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think what he, I think what my friend's trying to say is, how did that come about, or what did you guys do? Because it was you and Dan. Dance yeah, here. so uh, the, the two of us, we, we kind of looked at it as an opportunity to kind of, you know, I guess get our brand going. And little did we know that when we did that, 
we were featured on uh, Australia's Got Talent, and 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 within a couple of months, it it sort of it did happen to go, I guess, somewhat viral, and uh, reached a, a couple of million views, and uh, was one of our launching pads for uh, for Double Dan Horsemanship. See, and I think it's something that every brand needs. Every brand just needs that opportunity, that open door, somebody to to like you know have faith in you and that show had faith that you guys could do something obviously the world took hold of it i mean much like i'm opening the door on this podcast for double j horsemanship which i already own the naming rights to i own the website i mean for jesse james later she's looking at me i don't think she's sold never mind never mind we're gonna work on it we'll work on it it'll be jesse when, james when horsemanship. she's back to drinking it'll it'll be a lot jesse I, well i think she's gonna have the kid before she starts drinking again <laughs> i think it's probably gonna have a name yeah you're not gonna have to wait a month <laughs> we're gonna wait till six months <laughs> Before we get for, for the first eight months of its life, it's going to be hey kid number two, and then we'll name it Matthew. It'll be glorious. It'll be it'll be perfect. That sounds like a bad movie. Like we're just going to have this kid. We'll wait till he's one, and then we'll name him. We'll we got we got to figure it out for yeah. a while. We need a little time. We need a little time <laughs> to figure it out. No dance steers in America. Ah, you know, it's it beautiful. Is- it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this has particularly been a weekend that we've missed dances in America. Um, however, we don't know when dances is going to return to America because the immigration here right now is yeah. crazy. And think uh, about that. He he literally rocked up to the airport to fly across here for the World Equestrian Games, and they said uh, you can't board the plane. What? And there was really? no actual reason why he couldn't board the plane, just that he couldn't board the plane. So without him going to uh, an American consult back home in Australia, there will be no dances in America anytime soon. See, that's that's frustrating to me because, I, like, I'm I'm one of the biggest, uh, like, I'm very vocal about keeping bad people out of our country, hundred percent, like. There are places in this world that don't need to be infiltrating. There, there's people that just absolutely do not belong in our country. Dan says isn't that greatest swimmer, so Australia to America's that's out. And I asked him about. I said, "What's your fear of heights?" And he said, "Well, if the wall is over ten feet, <laughs> he's also going to struggle." He's- so hey, I don't blame him. I'm terrified of heights. Like it's hard <laughs> enough for me to get in the airplane knowing that like I'm closed. I hate, hate, hate flying. I hate heights. Oh, you should have been here this last weekend when I was fixing the roof on the tobacco barn. No, nope, no a tobacco barn. What? Yeah, have you, the front building. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it's forty five feet straight up. Oof. You notice he said, you know, that front building, because there's like 15 of them between yeah. here and the end of the driveway that has a gate that you have to have a code for. And even if you have to have, even if you have a code, it looks at you and go, are you sure about that? Yeah. Like, this place is incredible. I love it out here. Like, this is, you guys have such a nice place. Beautiful. Um, and if you follow me on social media, I'll put the address here so you can come see them anytime. They they love, love, love visitors. We love people that don't have a fear of heights either that want to help work on the tobacco barn. Wait, so I don't even, the tobacco barn, what do you have in there? Well, the tobacco barn, what's amazing about this part of the country is obviously before it got into thoroughbreds, it was uh, 
cattle farms and tobacco. And so many of the thoroughbred farms have tobacco barns on them. And these tobacco barns, you know, you're, you're talking 45 to 50 foot in height right down to the ground where they would hang tobacco. And climbing up on those roofs to fix them, no. I mean, I, I got to say that like, you know, my butt kind of like puckers up and I'm like... Dear why? God, I don't want to get up there. I'm not close enough to heaven. I'm too close to the ground. Why don't you hire somebody to do that? Because I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> As we're sitting in a two hundred thousand dollar trailer. <laughs> yeah, this 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 close place to the ground. This place looks real cheap. This is this is crazy. Um, I I, I want to know because I do want to be serious. You do incredible things with horses. Like I, I've seen it, was the Mustang Makeover, Mustang Million, whatever it was down there, one of those Mustang events that that I saw you participate in. I've seen you at Road of the Horse. I've seen you at, at all these different places, and I've watched you. Like you have to stay in in pretty good shape to to do what you do. I would stay in better shape if I was uh, closer to uh, West. That's Bit. right. You 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 oh. would. You would. <laughs> nice. You would. Not like that. But a little insert there. Um, so let me let me just uh, clarify this. So at one of the events, the Mustang Million. Yeah. Now I've known Matt for a little little while before this, and I'm down there, and I didn't realize that, of course, until I hear Matt's voice, and he knows exactly what's coming here next. Over the over the you know the intercom. And uh, I'm standing down there, and we're in rehearsals, and they're like, go through, and Matt's like, and uh, you know, you know, God bless this event, blah 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 blah, and uh, if if God would be so willing, please grant Dan James some more hair on his head. Oh, he's so bald. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> yes, no, which this which a couple which, years from, ago. From, from from that point, I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten because every opportunity there was a video that Matt released not too long ago of where he was at his gym and, and fell over something and, oh, yes. and people are like oh poor Matt poor Matt like oh and I'm like ah, hey hey Matt look look at is that a bald spot Ooh. like is what's that a best, shiny spot what's on best about head? that is I'm pretty sure I ignored his comment that day too <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that guy. <laughs> That's the greatest video I've ever seen. I've watched it 287 it times. It makes me so mad. And I'm not even the one that released it. Somebody got into my office, rewinded the security system. I love them. I love oh, them. Maybe that is. It's, it's Shane Proctor and, 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 and his now fiance, Haley Ganzel, because... Haley, I, I released a video of Haley. She's running full speed. She's sprinting on a treadmill, and then boom, down goes Frazier. <laughs> but she hangs on to the handles up at the top, and so she's just dragging. And she's she's a trick rider. Like, she Roman rides and stuff yeah. and everything. So she's running, and she's at a sprint, and then all of a sudden, boom, down goes Frazier, and her knees are dragging, and she's got a hold of the front you know, handles of the treadmill. And then all of a sudden she's back up on her feet and just keeps going like, <laughs> like she jumped off the side of a horse and then jumped back on. So I see it and we have this same reaction. I was like, Oh shit, I got to put this out there for the world to enjoy. And so I go in my office, I rewind the security tapes and, and I'm dying. I'm dying. And I video it. And then technically I texted the video to Shane, her boyfriend at the time, 
So he put it out there, and then I just reposted it and shared it, so I didn't get in trouble. Uh, so, yeah, she was very happy to go in and get the video of me trying to jump on a medicine ball and then falling straight oh, on my ass. And and Shane, like... He's all concerned. Yeah. <laughs> when you fall, he's like, oh, buddy, okay. Yeah. You're, you just- but he was so concerned that I'd hurt myself, and he walks over, and he's like trying to help me up. But then when you go back and look at the video of Haley falling, he's on the treadmill right next to her, and he barely even looks at her. <laughs> and she's all the way down, like burning her knees. Brad, Brad's oh, kind of Brad's kind of a, my workout buddy. When we when we go on the road, we travel together. I know you can tell. Um, but I'm on the Cheeto diet. It's like keto, but <laughs> but not <laughs> a little more Cheetos. Brad went and worked out with me one time in Florida. We we were in oh uh, god oh please no. tell that story. We were we were in Clearwater please Beach, Florida. Story. It, my, one of my favorite gyms ever. Yeah. So we go we go down there and we're hanging out in Clearwater. And he says, "Hey, let's go up to Bushwhacker Luke's gym." I'm like, all right, yeah, we could do that. So we we walk up there from the hotel, and it's like two miles. And I'm spent by the time we get there. I'm sweating. I'm like, hey, workout done. I'll sit on the beach here. It's the middle of July. It's hot. So we get, well, actually, before we get in there, he said, hey, don't be weird. He said, but this is where Hulk Hogan works out. And I said, yeah, right. No, so, okay, so... To clarify, like I've worked, I work out there every time I go to this to this area, and I've got some really good friends that live there. And every time I've ever been there, like I've seen Hulk Hogan, who is my my freaking childhood hero. He's like one of only about two or three people on this planet that I super super get starstruck with. But I always have that level of like you got to. Yeah, I mean, they're human. You got to play it cool. You can't freak out too much because chances are I'm gonna run into him again, and I don't want him to be like this freak. Let's call the cops. So I tell Brad like, "Hey, there's a really good chance that Hulk Hogan's gonna be in here working out. Don't freak out and act like an idiot." That's it. Yeah, and so we walk right through the doors, and the first guy we see, Hulk Hogan, laying there with some dumbbells. Pretty sure they were 300 pounds. I don't even know if they make 300-pound dumbbells. He's throwing them up, and I'm like, man, 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 it's Hulk Hogan. Immediately, he starts geeking out, just like I told him not Freak, to. Freaking out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Hulk Hogan right there. He's been on Rocky. He's body slammed people. Like, this is cool. And we get through this workout, and, Matt, I said, dude, I'm done lifting with you. I'm going to go work Hang a little on. cardio. Hang on. We didn't get done with the workout. I quit. After we walked about- over, and we did, like, maybe two sets of curls. And he was done with the workout. He's like, hey, I'm just going to go get on the exercise bike. I'll be over there. I get over there, and I start riding, and I'm, like, 15 miles in. <laughs> maybe it was 16. I'm not sure. And next thing I know, I look over, and Matt and Hulk Hogan are working out together. I'm like, holy crap, this is cool. They're over there working out together, and you got to tell the, the political for, part, because it's it's funny. Well, it was right before the last election. And true story, I mean, we we had a mutual friend that, you know, um, I, I had taken him and his sons to a bull ride, and then he had introduced me to Hogan. And so we're, we're talking, and he's, like, showing me a couple of workouts, we we work out together whatever but the, so who is this who is what hulk hogan oh, are you no, kidding no, no, no. me he's no, the keith you urban of your country who who is the guy that i took with <laughs> yeah he's the guy that owns hogan's beach shop okay. he, he's a good he's a good friend of hogan's and i had walked into the store and he saw i was wearing a pbr shirt so anyways i took him and his kids to a bull riding gotcha. no, no big deal um 
anyways, he comes over to me during the workout and he goes, you get a chance rip on Hogan about politics. Like this is the first time he's ever like really been into politics and he's kind of a Trump guy. I don't know if I should be telling this, but kind of a Trump guy or whatever. And so a few minutes later we're working out and he, he says something about, you know, you guys just keep talking. You keep running your mouth. Me and big man over here and points at me. He's like, we're just going to go do our own thing. Like he's going to be on my team from now on. I said, long as you're voting for Hillary, brother, I'm on your team all day long. (laughs) And he looked at me like he was going to burn a hole through my soul. And he said, this is my favorite Hulk Hogan line of all time. He goes, you might be able to take me, brother, but we're going to fight. <laughs> he was serious. And he, he was, was serious. I was serious. like, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm with you 100%. We all had a good laugh. We got back to working out. Look over. Brad's still sitting on the bike. <laughs> And his feet are on the ground. He's never started pedaling. So whatever <laughs> it, he's talking about, 15 miles and didn't happen. At this point, when this happens, I'm 27 miles in. <laughs> and I decide, <laughs> I decide that's enough. So I get up off the bike, and I go in the locker room there in Bushwhacker Luke's. There, it's a little tiny locker room. There's one bench. There's a set of lockers. There's a bathroom, a shower. So I go in there, and it's dark in there, and I don't turn the light on. I go in the locker I grab my cell phone and I, I'm sitting on the bench. I'm sweating. I had just done 38 miles on the bike, and I'm just sitting there scrolling through my phone. Door opens. I don't really think nothing of it, and I hear the man walking. You can dis- distinguishly hear this man walking. He's a big man. He comes in. How you doing, brother? And I'm like, Oh man, this is Hulk Hogan. This is going to be weird. I said, pretty good, pretty good, just trying to recover here, just did 48 miles on that bike, you know, and just trying to catch my breath, and he's, I said, how are you doing? He said, I'll be better when I get out of these wet clothes, and I said, man, I hear you. Opens up his locker, grabs his bag, sets his bag right beside me, right beside me, and I'm like, well, where's this going? Next thing I know, big old meat paw on my right shoulder hits me. He's using me to stand up, drops his drawers and let me tell you something. You want to talk about something that's just hanging down and easy, swinging? Easy. I see it out of the corner of my eye, and I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified. He should have taken the name Jake the Snake. And huh? li- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And listen, let me tell you something about Hulk Hogan. His his knees are, are kind of bad. He's getting older. It took him what seemed like 25 minutes to get dressed, and the last thing that he put on was pants. And I was like... Holy cow, time is going by so slow. He finally gets dressed and leaves, and I go out of there, and Matt says, what took you so long? I said, dude, you'll never guess what just happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) He's white as a ghost, man. It was the greatest day of my life. (laughs) I've never never seen something so cool. Okay, anyways, we won't be posting that that on social media. So so that kind of influences your drawings to this day? (laughs) Yes, yes, it does. Whether he's drawing a horse or a kid or a buffalo, it all looks the same. There's one common denominator. It's bad. It's bad. It's yeah, that's so my bad. that's the first time I've seen or met Hulk Hogan. And again, so. he takes it right back to a story that has to do with, you know, hang down. Hang time. Yeah, hang not time. on purpose. I mean, I was wore out. I just did 58 miles on the bike. I mean, anybody could. 
right, right to where I'm at. How long have you been here in the states? Uh, my, do you even remember like when you came? I feel like because I've known you for a long time. You've been here a long time. Do you even remember coming over? Yeah, I mean, this is a controversial story because the the typically the politically I left that open ended. I didn't know if you could answer tell it or that not. I give is uh, you know I, I came across in 2012, which is when I brought my horses over. The truth is, is that the very first time that I came across was in 2004. For a short visit, <laughs> please do tell. Yes, please. Can can you tell? <laughs> I, I can tell. You know, I I embrace this story. <laughs> I'm not asking you. I'm asking her. Can I know. You tell? I know. It's her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's just back. Tell the whole thing. All right. The whole the uh, uh, the whole but short version of it. I lived on a uh, on a cattle station back home in Australia. That Matt's already laughing because he's heard this story. Um, in, oh uh, yeah! <laughs> Why do you think I brought up him coming to America? Of course, I know this story. <laughs> so I lived on a remote, remote. Did I mention remote cattle station in Australia? Uh, we were on about one point eight million acres. Blah blah blah. At this point in time in my life, I had rarely received an email. So in 2004-ish, I got an email from uh, Match.com and I was like, uh, now, just to give myself a little bit of credit here, up until this point, I'd received three emails in my life. So when they emailed me, I was like, holy shit, Batman. I just received an email from this. How did they get me? I didn't understand spam or anything else like that. Okay, just for the record. So all of a sudden, I'm like, how did all these American women find me on Match.com in the middle of Australia, in the middle of nowhere? This is a miracle. His ego was ginormous. Yep, I'm not going to lie. I, I quickly developed... A uh, now not not anyone over here in America knows this. A uh, nickname called Dot Com. So when <laughs> when when everyone would go to the radio, and we're out on the station because we had no cell phone towers or anything like that, they'd be uh, yeah you're there on the radio Dot Com, and that was uh, that was my call name Dot Com. Let's jump forward a few, several, nine months. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cross to meet this girl that I've met on Match.com and uh, fly to America and and meet her. And I was like, you know, how could this possibly be bad? Right? Uh-uh. It's, I mean, it sounds perfect. <laughs> totally legit. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> Keep hey, going. Listen, I mean, it, it was, uh, you know... Even the blackfellas back home gave me money to help pay finance this deal, the right. Aboriginals, yeah. the, the, the crew from the station. So I get across there and, and I fly into uh, to, to Dallas and her and her mum meet me. And I'm like, well, it's a little weird, but, you know, I'm I'm somebody she's never met. I, I can see how or why that she would bring along somebody be- yeah. that she's never met. So... We go back that that night back to uh, to their house, and 
on the way home, they say to me, they said, listen, um, we've never really told uh, the husband or father that you've never been to America. So what we've told him is that you've been to America before at the stock show and that you're returning and that you met prior. And I'm like, oh, okay. So wait a minute. So the mom's in on the deal and she says, hey, don't tell the dad that you guys met online. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, how in on the deal was the mom? I'm getting to that point. Thank you for asking. Oh, oh, oh. yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Continue. So I, I get I get to the house that afternoon, and I'm like, so I get there, and it's in a, a small town in Texas, and I get there, and literally, like, the cops have, like, 27 Mexicans lined up against the wall with guns to their head. I'm like, holy shit, Batman, I'm in America, and I'm in a freaking movie. That's what it felt like. So I'm there for at least two days because now, just so that we're very clear on this, that the girl that I was coming across the sea was 22. I was 20, 22 going on 23. And I guess the interpretation of school, uh, college, university, all has different definitions across the board. Stop laughing, Brad, because this is where it gets really embarrassing. <laughs> no, this is where it gets really good. Yeah. So um, I'm living in their living room on the couch. And this is the part where I find out where she's going to school. I'm like, to school. I'm like, okay. Like, what do you mean, like, school? She's like, well, you know, like high school, I'm like, high school? And you're like 22? She's like, well, I'm not really 22. I'm like, what? wait, what do you mean you're not 22? She's like, yeah, I'm... <laughs> Younger than 22. I'm like 17. I'm like, 17? What? I'm like... Like, 17, like, 1, 7, 17, like, same, like, mathematician kind of stuff in Australia. She's like, yeah, I'm like, wow, that's, that's, gonna, that's, that's awkward because that's not what your profile said or what you told me several times. And, like, who the hell was I talking to online? And that, that's, so this is where it gets to the next part. So after the fact that I realized that she is not the age that she said she was or who she said she was. So at that point, I'm like, wow, the only person I can relate to here is her dad. So at, at that point, I'm started to drink at the bars with the dad. So we're going out and we're, you know, we're having a pretty good time. We'd, you know, go out, have a few beers, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm really telling this story, right? <laughs> like, this is, like, uncut, right? I, I mean... So, we're on our way home this one night from the bar, and Dad pulls the car over on the side of the road, and, and he uh, and he says to me very vividly, so you'll have to edit this if, if necessary, he says, um, pull over. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And I'm like, I've got no idea what's coming next. And he, and he just says in this very 
deep southern Texas accent. He says, you fucking my wife? This, are you are you having relations with my wife? Yeah, is what he says. So, at that point, I'm like, I, I clearly misunderstood this question. So he says it again, and I'm like, dear God, this is a point in my life that I get shot in a foreign country on the side of a road, and I'm like, no, dear God, no, I am not sleeping with your wife, and I'm like. Your wife? I'm like, what about your daughter? And and I'm like, and I'm not sleeping with your daughter. I'm not sleeping with anybody. I've been sleeping bo- with myself on the couch for the last three weeks. I'm like, where does that come from? He's like, well, clearly, son, you, this is this is your very first time to America. I'm like, you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, I bailed on them. I bailed on everybody. Yeah, I was, you've got no loyalty to uh, anybody. A hundred percent. At that, at that point, I'm out. I'm like, <laughs> let's just get this right out in the in the ballpark. So that was my first impression to Americans was uh, being called out for sleeping with somebody else's wife who I'd never met, let alone their daughter who had come across to meet, who lied to me about their age. Welcome to America, my friend. <laughs> the greatest country in the world. The <laughs> greatest country in the world. So we went from that situation to, uh, so we established that I'd never slept with his wife or his daughter or anything else to his daughter then getting engaged while I was here to her for then to be fiancé to then being invited to the wedding in which that I... Politely, <laughs> politely inclined to not attending. Oh my lord! And the rest of the world wonders why that we think that Americans are crazy. Did they ask you to be an usher? Oh, oh no, that, no, no. It was, it was like be part of the family. I'd sit on the family side in the pews. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, why wouldn't you? You lived in the house for. <laughs> you're on the couch. You're in. Yeah. That you you have to uh, that has to be the greatest story ever, right? I mean, there's nothing that tops that, is there? Because I mean, there's a couple, but <laughs> okay, part two of the podcast it is. We're gonna have to circle yeah, back we'll have and to do circle this back again. another time. Okay, uh, let's for real take care of business. What do you got going now? I mean, I know you guys got a ton of horses here. I know you're staying busy, man. It jumped for 2019. Uh, we've been super blessed. We, I have an amazing wife that uh, has not only uh, my business partner and my wife, but has also finished her PhD and uh, is a, a crucial part of the success of what we have over here in the US. Um, also, the mother to our daughter Isabella and our one on the way that is due on, uh, I th- think, July, Ma- 7th. July 2nd. July 2nd. You. But it's going to come a day early we and be you. born on my birthday, <laughs> July 1st. <laughs> so we're glad we got that cleared up. We're, we've been blessed to have this amazing property here in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, it's it, incredible. Like every time I drive through the front gates, I'm like, wow, this is an amazing place in the world to live unless it's in winter. And then I'm like, it's cold. Unless then I'm like, God curse me. I- Even the last couple of times, like we've come out in like this time of the, like quote unquote springtime. Yeah. It's been kind of miserable. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But it's so it is. It's so beautiful out here. You guys yeah, got no, such it's, a great place. It, it it is a great place and and we've got a lot of great things on the way. Um you know, this this year last year we had a, an exceptional year um competitively. We were able to be at Road to the Horse, obviously uh World Equestrian Games uh big time. That was uh you know, monumental. Who knows if we'll ever get that opportunity again. Uh this year we are looking at one of the richest freestyle reigning events in uh, in Vegas that's ever been held. Um, super excited about that. We've got some stuff with the, the Mustang makeovers coming up. Um, so some really, really great stuff along the way. Exceptional team of horses and uh, people around us. So, yeah. It's awesome. Good times. Uh, is it Double Dan Horsemanship? Yeah, yeah. There's that other guy back home in Australia, Steers. <laughs> He's been here a time or two. Real original. That was the best we could come up come up with. Uh, which, That's the website, double, though? Yeah, Double Down Horsemanship. Okay. And if somebody wants to follow you on social media, maybe I should ask her because yeah, I think she's that, probably... Yeah, that'd be great. She's probably... So we have a Facebook page, Double Down Horsemanship, and then also an Instagram account. Okay. Same so thing, Double Down Horsemanship, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. And and he might comment every once in a while. Just ignore him. It's fine. He does does a good job. He's very entertaining on it. Well, he's good. Dot com. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about you, Bradley? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, I run thirty eight miles on Instagram. Shut up! No, I don't. It's just it's or I just throw big dicks. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, what is man. it? It's just, it's just Brad Narducci, Facebook and Brad Instagram. Narducci, N A R D U C C I. Like to keep it OG. Yeah, there you go on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's where you find all of his artwork. Brad Narducci on Instagram. <laughs> Got some uh, posters coming up for sale. Oh, 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 oh! Can they buy the calendars? Can can people purchase the calendars? I love I, the cover page. <laughs> the calendar. Your wife, your wife is looking like someone just like peed in the living room of the floor. Like, no, they can't buy the calendars. No, but oh, eventually okay. we okay. are going to have our our I guess guest book yep. is what people would call it. Our guest book apprises of the most elite people in the in the world of horses. And entertainment that come along to our farm that we have signed, not just their name, but actually draw a, a, an image of their representation of a horse. And we have two spectacular images of uh, Brad's horse, that I'll leave for imagination, and West Fit uh, horse in our book that is going to go to print. And I'm sure that in, in time you'll be able to purchase it for at least dollar ninety nine. And I would just like to say that Matt's horse is pharmaceutically enhanced. You know what I mean? Hey, he works out. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys. Man, I appreciate you guys doing this. It's been fun. It has been. 